You're listening to Cockadoodle News on WUSC FM and HD1 Columbia. Welcome, y'all. Are listening to Cockadoodle News. Today is Wednesday, February something. I've been writing my dates down all day on my papers, but I can't remember it now that it matters. Um, we have a special guest with us today. In in case y'all aren't aware, um, because you haven't been following us on social media, Women to Women is is here with us today. So we're gonna give them a big WSC welcome, which is awkward because there's only like three people in the booth, but. <laughs> <laughs> It's fine. Why don't you introduce yourself to everyone? Hi, I'm Sarah Chamberlain, and I'm thrilled to be here. It's an awesome campus you guys have. Well, thank you so much. Um, So we got a lot of stuff packed in the show today, so we'll just jump right in. So y'all are here on tour. We are. So this is the first tour this year, first tour stop. And uh, we're here to, to count me in movement to get women of all ages engaged in the political system and uh, pretty much educate them at what's happening in D.C. and why it's important that women of all ages need to uh, to know what's happening because it's going to affect your life today and in the, into the future. So there's some key, key topics, big events happening that y'all are focusing on. Do you want to explain those a little bit? Sure. So we are here uh, March 7th. We are at um, the Capital City Club right downtown. And what we're talking about, we have a few of the local women with us. One of them is a CEO of a pharmaceutical company here. Um, so if any of you are in pharma. Um, but what we're doing is talking about key issues such as uh, campus rape. For example, uh, it's a huge one. Survivors' rights, which uh, for women, this is really special. It's a piece of legislation that passed a couple of years ago because of the tour. It's they keep the rape kits now. They used to destroy them. Now they keep them indefinitely. That's a huge thing. The other thing we're talking about is for uh, Pell Grants. People that uh, need Pell Grants, you can now get them in the winter and the summer sessions, which you couldn't before the Wonder Woman tour. And most importantly, it's for you to tell us what you guys need um, for the federal government to be doing. So how did you get involved in Women to Women? So I'm the founder back in 2014. I was sitting with a bunch of uh, my girlfriends who are now late 30s into their 40s. And they, didn't, they had no idea what was happening in Washington and how it was going to f- how it was affecting their lives so they like you should go on tour you're from dc you should go educate the women but most importantly have the women educate you on what we need um, and as we all know every issue is a woman's issue but a few of them are higher priorities than others so we started this in 2014 and it's been a great experience most definitely i know i was reading reading up a lot about what you do especially with um with younger teenagers and empowering them and having y'all's annual conference um, we do. We do. That's in D.C. And uh, we're going to be doing it this October. Very important for all women of all ages to uh, to realize they need to be counted in because your age is going to become my age before you know <laughs> it. It's, it goes very quickly. And you have families and you just have to know what, what D.C. is doing and uh, the good and the bad. Definitely. Yeah. Everything Everything has a ripple effect. And it reaches out so much farther than anyone would ever realize until obviously until you stop and you think about what's really going on. Well, I know when I was in college a few years ago, I didn't pay attention and I wish I had because um, it would have made me more infor- informed as I got a little older and had a family and kids. It is really, really important to know what laws are being passed in DC because you never know when it's going to be like, oh my God, 
I mean, this law has impacted my life tremendously. The other um, laws we're working on besides what we talked about is opioid crisis and mental health crisis. Mm -hmm. That is an all-age issue. Um, and those, we continue to pass bills and address those. Uh, for mental health, we're working on getting more beds because we still have a shortage of beds. People don't know where to turn to. And opioid crisis, um, that's why we have a CEO of a pharmaceutical company there to talk about how that's impacting society and how Washington can pass legislation to try to combat that. So what would be your, your biggest piece of advice for people out there who aren't, who are just starting to pay attention I think there's a lot of people as the government's really been, I think, more in the forefront than ever before with mm-hmm. with polarization. What would be your advice for people who are just starting to pay attention? Be counted in and be involved and pay attention. And most importantly, vote. And vote twice, primaries and the general elections. you got to get out and vote. The, the younger generation, of which uh, I was too at one point, you have to vote. And unfortunately, your generation isn't. And, and we need you. So there's still time to sign up for y'all's conference? There up? sure is. Go to the website, w, the number two, wtour.com. All right. Well, y'all heard it first here. Not really, but kind of. Um, that's w, the number two, w.tours.com. Uh, if y'all need more information or you need to get in contact with them and you can't find a way, feel free to contact the station. Uh, we have their contact information so we can get a hold of them. Thank you so much for coming in. Um, Thanks for having me. And it's great to see the campus. It's a great school. Oh, we have a great, I wish it was a prettier day outside. It's It's kind of muggy right now. But thank you so much for stopping by. And this is definitely an issue that until you pay attention, you don't realize how big of an issue it is. You are absolutely right. And it's hard to get people to pay attention in the first Mm, place. You have to, though. It's time. Well, we'll we'll be right back after this quick message. Make sure that you continue to stay tuned to WUSC FM NHG1 Columbia. Uh, up next, we have Cockadoodle Sports and a weird story about a lady at an airport. You can help create 300 new jobs for the Carolinas when you recycle just two more plastic bottles each week. It's that simple. Water, soda, shampoo, and detergent bottles at home, at work, or on the go. Seven of every ten bottles are thrown out, and that's a waste. Every bottle counts. Your bottle means jobs. Brought to you by the Carolinas Plastic Recycling Council. This is your car speaking. Now put down that cell phone, put your coffee in that little round thing, and get your mind out of cruise control. If you know what's good for you, listen up. You got to do something about your stinking oil. I don't care if it's 10 weight, 20 weight, however much it weighs. Just do us all a favor and throw it away the right way. Go to your local service station, or if you change it yourself, can it and dispose of it properly. But if I ever ever catch you throwing it down a storm drain so it winds up in an ocean or on a beach, you're mine. There. I knew you'd understand. To learn about the effects of dumping into a storm drain or how to dispose of your motor oil, contact the Surfrider Foundation, an organization whose mission is to keep your beaches clean and safe. Call 1-800-743-SURF or hook up at surfrider.org. After all, it's your beach. Presenting comments you won't ever hear at your house. Hey, Dad, you need a hand with that yard work? You know, honey, the heck with the playoffs on TV. Let's go shoe shopping. Never mind our anniversary, dear. Go out with your friends and have a good time tonight. Almost as rare, it's unlikely you'll ever hear someone say, you know, it's time for an eye exam. 
That's because many vision problems have no early warning signs. In, in fact, fact, one in three Americans over 40 has a vision problem, problem and they, they might not even know it. An eye exam can spot vision-threatening conditions like glaucoma before you can, and even spot serious health problems like diabetes and high blood pressure. So if you're over 40, remember, an eye doctor can see things you can't. For more on vision health, visit checkyearly.com. That's checkyearly.com, a public service message from the Vision Council of America and AARP. French fries again? Pass the asparagus, please. Oh, welcome back. You are still listening to Cockadoodle News on WUSC FM NHD 1 Columbia. Like I said earlier, we got a lot to get through, so we're going to get started. Gage. Yeah, what's up? So, yesterday, um, 82 birds were killed, and they were exotic birds. They weren't, you know, your typical robins or something, because some, 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 something happened at an exotic uh, bird kind of like, you know, habitat where someone just burned it down. And, and, and the cops are still trying to figure out who did it. They say they lost around, there's about 200 to 400 exotic birds were inside the flames, and about 82 to 100 died. Um, investigators are still trying to figure it out. Um, Animal Protective Services is at the scene, and some of the birds were inside the building when the roof collapsed, but the bulk of the birds were in good condition, and there's quotation marks on that, so, you know, <laughs> just a little singed birds is all I had left. So it was a, like a reservation? Yeah, or? yeah, it was a reservation. It's not, what What do you call it for Anosom? What do you call it for, like, birds? What do you call it for, like, lions? No, no. <laughs> a sanctuary. A sanctuary. A sanctuary. Yeah. That's, a, yeah, that's a good word. You have a bird sanctuary. Yeah. Yeah, and it, I mean, it was an Awandah, and I, like, I was just, like I was just saying, I've never heard of that place. I'm amazed they even had a sanctuary for birds. It's just a weird thing to have in South Carolina, especially a small town like that. I mean, there is the... Um, now it might be in North Carolina because I'm from Rock Hill, so the lines get blurred a little bit. Mm-hmm. But there is a like a wildlife sanctuary where they have like, I mean they have owls and not necessarily like exotic birds. But I just remember I had a friend in the fourth grade. She had like owls from there for her birthday party. Mm-hmm. She had a Harry Potter themed birthday party, so I got to hold the owls and make wands. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard of uh, an exotic themed like bird sanctuary yeah that like riverbank and all that kind of stuff was like the most exotic thing we had here yeah i'm sure there's gonna be some type of association of birds thing that are going to be coming down here to yeah, figure out what is going bad. on and yeah there's associations for everything nowadays and people are very critical too oh yeah i'm sure PETA and people like them are gonna be real angry about it yeah that's one PETA. that's what i was thinking of associations for everything including sports oh yeah so, so let's go ahead and get started with the sports. I'm Matthew Anderson. Let's hop right into it. Kareem Hunt, the former Kansas City Chief, has been signed by the Cleveland Browns. This move was interesting. The actually, with the initial incident happened, the, the recording of him, how can I put this? In a, dis- in a domestic dispute. Yeah, that actually happened February 10th. Um, it came to the team's attention. 2018. Yeah, 2018. Uh, it came to the team's attention. He apparently lied about it. And so they cut him, and now the Cleveland Browns have picked him up. I am 100% sure that this – they knew this was going to be a big a big media hit. What do you think about it? Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of interesting, um, first of all, that the Chiefs talked to Kareem Hunt while the NFL was investigating uh, the story back when it happened last year. Uh, Kareem Hunt denied any having anything to do with the incident. Maybe not – he denied doing what he was accused of. Um he told the Chiefs that uh, he was fine to play. Uh, the Chiefs played him. They trusted him. Um, and I can't believe that, you know, as if I was a GM and my player told me that, uh, I think I would as well trust him. Yeah. Um, while there's still an investigation going on, I think you have to go 
with a guy you know's word. If this guy said he was he was free of of any wrongdoing, then I think you have to believe him. Um, especially since you've put so much time and resources into getting him to be a star running back, or literally yeah. really one of the league's best running backs. And in December, this video comes up from TMZ showing what actually happened uh, in a hotel between him and, and a young woman. Um, and the Chiefs immediately released him, uh, which I was shocked at at the time. Um, I, I thought the Chiefs really decided they were going to take a stand against um, domestic maybe, issues. Yeah, domestic issues in general, and and the fact that they were they felt like they had been lied to by Kareem Hunt. But I didn't think I'd see Kareem Hunt re-signed this early by a team, especially like the Browns. Yeah, because the Browns had their own issues with Josh Gordon and some could say even Callaway, their receiver right now, yes. who's had a lot of issues. But they, I guess they're just willing to take a lot of chances on different athletes. Yeah, it, it's interesting uh, seeing the Browns, you know, two years ago, um, they win zero games. Uh, this past year, they, they draft Baker Mayfield number one, uh, make a big splash there. Josh Gordon's a problem for them all year long. They finally cut Josh Gordon. Um, they fire Hugh Jackson. Uh, and it finally looks like they're trying to figure things out as a franchise and make the next step. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how Kareem Hunt uh, not only fits in as a player, um, I, I think he'll do fine. I think Kareem Hunt's going to be fine anywhere he goes. Um, but how he fits in as a personality on that team and how his domestic problems affect the team and uh, I mean, they're just going to be. That's all he's he's going to hear about for the next year and a half, or and however long until this is settled. It's it's crazy. Yeah, NFL fans are also very vicious. So you know, whenever he goes to opposing teams' uh, venues, where it'd be like different stadiums, I'm sure fans will have something to say about that. No, and, for sure. Yeah, because they just and it's tough. It's tough. Hopefully, he learns his lesson from this because this probably is going to be his last chance. Yeah. Um. I was surprised he – I'm not going to say I was surprised he got another chance. I think uh, GMs put winning above all. Um, yeah, and definitely. Kareem Hunt has proven he can be a huge piece in a winning football team. Um, another guy who's trying to be a huge piece in a football team, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray decided today that he announced on Twitter that he will not be joining the Oakland A's um, in spring training this year or not be joining the organization at all. He's going to go – into the NFL draft and take his chances there, see what happens, and go straight into the NFL. I was I was quite shocked um, that he came out uh, at kind of a, a an odd time, I, I guess. I mean, it's a little later than I thought he would have made his decision, seeing that pitchers and catchers reported for most MLB teams today. So spring training's rolling. It's starting next week. Everybody's getting down there. Baseball's starting. People are wondering what Kyler Murray's doing. And you've got the draft a couple months out, um, but baseball's starting now, so you kind of need to know. And I thought Kyler Murray would have decided this even before Oklahoma played its uh, semifinal championship game. But it looks like he waited until, you know, towards the last minute to make an official announcement. And I, I'm, I can't say I'm a little shocked that he went football. Yeah, I think what happened here is he he had uh, – I was looking at his little thing that he posted on social media. I think it was his Instagram. 
But it was that he had always really wanted to play football. I think he was good at baseball, but his heart told him yeah. football. And so well, essentially what's going to happen there, if he chose baseball, is he was going to do what a lot of other people wanted to do, maybe for money purposes or what, or maybe other people didn't even understand his situation completely. But he chose what he thinks is best for him. He will have to return $1.29 million of the $1.5 million signing bonus and will forfeit the remaining three point. There was $3.16 million due March 1st. But there's a lot of money to be made in football. Yeah, he signed a $5 million uh, uh, signed a five million signing bonus for his contract with the Oakland Athletics after being taken in ninth overall, I believe, in the first round of the draft. And then the A's allow him to go play his senior year at Oklahoma. We, they say, Kyler, you can go play quarterback this year. And then he returns the favor and decides to never join the A's. So I think as an A's fan, I'd be a little bitter. Um, yeah, most definitely. But it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to see how Kyler Murray does. Well, there you have it. Sports, go sports. Dun dun. <laughs> All right, y'all. We'll be right back after this. Um, we have weather up for you next, as well as um, some airport stories, just to keep things a little bit interesting. Right back after this. I'm Dr. Anthony Lazowitz, and this is Climate Connections. In Richmond, Virginia, teens are measuring the heat in their neighborhoods and developing projects to cool them off. Jeremy Hoffman of the Science Museum of Virginia leads the Throwing Shade in RVA program. It began last year as a partnership with Groundwork RVA, a nonprofit that works with youth to green the city. He says the teens first experiment with models, a heat lamp, and infrared thermometers to see how roads and buildings quickly heat up in the hot sun. Then we actually go out on a tour of the city, and we get in the big white van and drive around, and then they use thermal cameras, and they actually identify the surfaces that are doing that in the real world. Finally, the students design solutions. Last year, they planted three peach trees to provide food and shade. It's not enough to affect citywide temperatures, but Hoffman says the program prepared the teens to take on bigger projects in the future. We saw the students change in front of our eyes. Not only did they become advocates for health equity, climate equity in the city of Richmond, but they became better equipped to use and understand science in their lives. I think that is by far the most important impact of this work. Climate Connections is produced by the Yale Center for Environmental Communication. Learn more at YaleClimateConnections.org. Time is running out. In just over 20 years, it is estimated that reticulated giraffe numbers have fallen from 36,000 to less than 9,000 today. But together, we can turn things around. Your support to the San Diego Zoo Global Wildlife Conservancy helps support efforts like Northern Rangelands Trust and Sarara Camp Sanctuary in Kenya, as well as our Giraffe Trackers Education Program so we can keep our long-necked friends around a lot longer. Join us now at endextinction.org. You're listening to Cockadoodle News on WUSC FM and HD1 Columbia. You're back. We're here. We haven't left yet. Um, but you know what may be leaving? This cold weather, question mark? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, so the low tonight is 52. There's still a 20% chance of rain. 
Um, but tomorrow, there will still be rain, but the high is 78 with a low of 42. 80% chance, but afternoon thunderstorms, not morning like we had today. Tired of the rain. It's been one day. It's, it's enough. Walking to class in the rain. Well, it was crazy because that last week we had like those days where it was like 70. Great weather. It was great. Yeah, that's what and I was thinking. And now we, got, we just went cold again, which is, February has always been the cold months for South Carolina. South Carolina in February is very unpredictable. Uh, but uh, stay tuned throughout the week because it should be in like the mid-60s as a high and then like the mid-40s as a low-ish. You can't trust the weather channel. I don't know. No, you can't. Alexa tells me the weather every morning, but I still have to like look outside to make sure that she's accurate. We need a new curriculum for teaching meteorologists. I've been saying this for years. It's a theory. Yeah, I don't weather. Who knew? I guess we all did. Uh, well, before we leave off with some interesting stories, uh, just some upcoming news happening at USC because we're going to do things out of order all day today. Apparently, um, tomorrow, February thirteenth. Um, also known as, nope, February 13th is next Wednesday. I lied. Wednesday, February 13th, also known as Galentine's Day, um, is Coffee and Questions with USCPD. It's going to happen from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. out on the Russell House patio. Also saw a sign as I was coming in to work today that Russell House is looking at getting new patio furniture. Yay. So I don't. I feel indifferent about this. I don't really mind the patio furniture now. I would prefer uh, shorter lines. <laughs> Especially at the Chick-fil-A. Wow, was there some shade just thrown right yeah, there? Yeah, it was. Not even hiding it either. I I actually got in and got Chick-fil-A. I went in, waited in line, ordered, and got my Chick-fil-A in less than five minutes today. That's rare. Very rare. It was a very nice experience. I've, like, y- I've yet to go in there since they changed it. You have it, to go in while people are in classes. That's what I was saying. During yeah, the change like, of class, it's horrible. It's like I can't, you know, I can't make myself hungry at a certain time. Well, I, I mean, I still have a muffin in my office that I got from breakfast today that I f- forgot about, and I think I'm about to go eat it. So you can just <laughs> get your get your lunch and carry it around with you till you're hungry. Yeah, but you know, I'm lazy. I don't want to make lunch. I just want to use my meal plan and buy me some nice Chick Fil A when I no, want. No, I mean, just like you can carry it around till you get hungry. The Chick Fil A? Yeah. Oh, but then it's gonna be cold. I'm sorry. I'm very. I'm. I, I just. You know who was cold? That lady at the airport. She had to be. This was a. Uh, so I don't know how long you guys have lived in South Carolina, but uh, I lived here all my life. There's a lot of crazy people here, right? Uh, about 20 hours ago, you know, beginning Monday in Florence, which is where I'm from. Um, there's an airport. It's pretty much a glorified airfield. Um, all it does <laughs> is go to Charlotte, and that's about it, right? And so, uh, the Columbia Airport. <laughs> yeah, pretty much every 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 airport. I mean, if you want to go to a good place, you gotta go to Charlotte, but whatever. But people there, you know, some some woman got you know half dressed, started running around and shut down, and just ruined flights for everybody. And that's not cool. Uh, it took two hours, <laughs> two hours for them to find them, <laughs> and she was in a storm ditch. And uh, she no charges are being pressed, but people were a little upset that their entire uh, plans just got canceled. Because ruined. because some lady just had like a mental breakdown and ran around, I ruined all five flights out of Florence. Charges. Well, you know, I, like I said, I've had to use that airport a few times. It is the worst. If it happened in Charlotte, I feel like it would have been a little bit of a different oh, story. Oh, seriously. Yeah. Now I will tell you something unrelated. Well, kind of related to the story. Last semester, in sh- the Charlotte airport, they had a big ant infestation. <laughs> 
no joke. This couple, I don't remember who it was now because it's been a while since I reported on it, but they went away for like a three day three day weekend or whatever, and they came back and there was they had was like an ant colony built in the engine of their car. Wow. That I'd be pretty awesome. upset. After having left their car in long-term parking. I don't know what ended up happening. I never really followed up with the story. Um, they had to, like, get their car cleaned, obviously, to get the ants out, but... Never heard of that. I guess the lesson of the story is, you know, airports suck. No one likes an airport. The lesson of the story. You know, always be prepared for someone to act dumb in an airport. Now, would you rather have your car infested with ants, but be on your flights on time, or have all your flights delayed because of certain issues <laughs> but no ants in your car give you know i gotta ants. go with too many ants <laughs> give me the ants give, give me the ants you know i can kill ants real fast but if i had to sit up in a plane for two extra hours i'll be pretty upset some plane just had to keep circling around until they let them land i'll never look at long-term parking the same <laughs> side note well this has been cockadoodle news on wusc fm and hd1 columbia Make sure that you tune in on Wednesday from 6 to 6.30, and we'll see you then or sooner if you check us out on Facebook or Twitter. Just search WUSC News. Till then. This has been Cockadoodle News on WUSC. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook and tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 6 to 6.30 p.m.